Hello, 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 and welcome to episode one of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt. And I'm Chris Taylor. And we are your best friends. We are the best friends you'll ever have. The heartiest, certainly. We're damn hearty. And we're here to talk to you and solve your role-playing game problems. And also the role-playing game problems of the fine people who post on Reddit slash RPG. Because we got a lot of questions through and we had to answer them seriously and it wasn't very funny. So we're also mm. going to just have some sort of, I suppose, we're going we're gonna to bully anonymous people on the internet. I, I think crucially we're going to answer your questions whether or not you want us to. Yeah, precisely. But you don't really get a say. No. In I mean, whether or not. If you ask a question, is, we might answer solicited it. questioning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also, like, that, that gives us free reign to give bad advice. Fair. Because all the good advice we gave in our test episode was really boring. But super useful. Oh, super useful, man. <laughs> you should have heard it. But you won't. I'm never going to release it. Ever. So instead... <laughs> we had like a five-minute diatribe about Kesha's trial. Let's not get into it again. No. Let's answer some role-playing game questions. Yep, let's do that. My hearty dice friend, what's question one? Question one, how to not kill characters. Is that, the whole, is that the whole question? That is the whole question. Not as even in brackets. How to not kill characters. Yes. How oh, to it's not, not as kill in characters. Who sent that in? Uh, that's by a lovely gentleman called Salty Solomon. Salty Solomon. <laughs> well, Salty, thanks for running in. How to not kill characters. I guess these... The, um, there's plenty of options for when someone's dead in a game. Um, you could, for example, say they're not... Yeah, I mean, just just don't kill him. I mean, like you could have them kidnapped. I mean, for one thing, like don't put them into situations which require them to bleed out and die. I mean, at the core of it, what you're looking at here is, if you're looking at D and D, it's a very dangerous profession you're you're engaging oh, in. Days, here. Yeah. You're going into dungeons. You're dealing with dragons, and some other stuff, probably. I wouldn't know. I've not no, actually played no, it. No, nobody has. Every, everybody who's ever said they have have lied. Mm. Um, I, I hear there's a class uh, in D&D known as the peasant. Is that right? I assume so. Oh, commoner, commoner. Commoner, courtier, noble. Yeah, expert. Apprentice. Play those. Play those. That's much better. because the, you, like, the NPC classes were actually quite fun. Yeah. like Actually, if you play an NPC class, the odds of you, like the odds of the players dying, vastly reduced. Because they simply can't, they're not drawn to a life of combat. I mean, just play a blacksmith. I mean, you you might get, you know, a badly bruised thumb every now and again yeah. when you miss... When you play someone, you play, like, if, if your character's called a fighter, they're going to get in fights. Yeah. And if, if if they're carrying around an axe, they're going to die if they that get into is, a fight. That is the very extreme end of nominative determinism. That's very true, actually. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think it's more of a job description. It's not like they were, it's not like they were called... Well, I, did they interview? Johnny Fighter. You can't, you can't prove that. It's a calling. It's not a character name. That's, I, I that's, think, why, that's, that's why name and names, class are a separate, separate uh, slot just, on the character I've sheet. just been naming all my characters Druid for all these years. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Druid the Sorcerer. <laughs> I'm Druid the Bard. It's I, immediately going Welsh. Well, Druids are Welsh. Always. Yeah, all Druids are Welsh. Um, I don't... Like, if... So you just put them into the, into less danger. Have them like have them talk their way out of their problems, or put them into problems that can be talked out. And like if if they insist on throwing themselves into lethal combat at every single opportunity, fuck them. Yeah, that's their fault. Yeah. I, th- I to be fair, I think 
I think what the the original question was was aiming at. I don't want to read the original question. No, but carry no. On. Let's just let's just stick with this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Is that the game they were playing was very lethal, right? And there was a bit of upset when people were dying to house cats because they're a wizard, mm. that sort of thing. But also, just just get stronger. Just, just, I mean, if you've played an MMO, you know what you're doing. Just, just grind the levels on those house cats. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, maybe not. Maybe not house cats. Maybe start with, um, I don't know, chairs. Yeah, just destroy a chair. That's that's an XP right there. Yeah. It's a life event. You've done something. <laughs> I mean, they had rules for they had rules rules for walking around monsters and getting XP. Yeah. Like at that point, so, killing a chair, one XP. What do you want to do? Ten thousand times. That's level five. Okay, actually, much more straightforward. Band together with your other NPCs, capture a single goblin, put him in a box, and then walk around it a lot. Yeah. I mean, Level up. That is the entirety of British culture. That's how Morris Dancing came about. Now now, yeah, now you've got a problem, you see, is that people are going to want to kill that goblin to get that fast, juicy dose of XP and level up and take control of the city. So you really want to get some guards around that goblin. Yep. To make sure that no one tries to kill it. I suppose the other option would simply be to... Um, other races imply exoticism and and, and and othering upon them until until they're viewed as monstrous by society. At which point, then, just by not going in their house, you're getting XP. I think I think that while effective, I, I think that that would involve a very long campaign of hate mongering. That That's really probably true. isn't what you want at the table. It's not fun times. I mean, unless that is that is you know what you're after at which point I'm not going in your house that's weird yeah that's fair you're that's weird. fair and at which point you'll get XP hey level hey. up hey yeah nice uh, yeah just like try playing a less dangerous campaign uh, or try um, try not try giving them smaller fights like as uh, as a GM you're in, you're 100% in control of everything that happens in I mean, the game it's literally your fault yeah their so, death is in your, I don't in know, your hands I don't know what to say. it's not that hard like if 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 the rules say a character's dead and you can say, Oh actually you're not dead. Oh, you've been kidnapped by by the house cat. <laughs> you've been put in a box with the goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of waking up just like 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 semi conscious, your consciousness swimming around and like you you've been folded into a cat bed and it's just sitting there, it's licking itself watching you. And not like it's poor, like it's licking its balls, staring at you. <laughs> In that accusatory way that cats yeah. do. It can't speak, it's just a normal cat, but it's won and captured you. <laughs> and it has now out-leveled you, and as such <laughs> taken a feat, and you are screwed. It's got dodge! <laughs> Point-blank shot! Point-blank shot! I don't think a cat could really take much advantage of point-blank shots. It doesn't have opposable thumbs. Uh, that, that's why you use a crossbow. You don't need opposable thumbs for a crossbow. Yeah, you do. Somebody else to load it, cat can fire it. it. You've got to grip the thing. I guess like it could curve its just, little you just, hand you just through. You drop a crossbow and it works. I think you're using the word "works" in a really generous sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. What What is the end goal of a crossbow? To throw a crossbow bolt away from it. <laughs> At that point, that is just no, like that's success. Not, mm, mm, it's not strictly the end goal of it. I think like 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 directing the bolt with with precision is the end goal. That 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 that's that's on the user end. I mean, the I mean, hardware like, if, side. If you, if you just, if you call if you just want to move crossbow that, bolts away from your current position, the, if, the ancient technology of holes has existed for years. Sorry? If you called your IT help desk, mm-hmm. they would just say, what's well, working is intended. It's going, where, it's going away from the thing. Job's <laughs> that's, done. Not, that's, not, that's not what a crossbow does. 
So a crossbow doesn't throw crossbow bolts. Have you ever seen a crossbow? It's it's not it's it, it's it's about it's about positioning it. What I want is a weapon of war. It's about positioning inside a person. I mean that's very difficult. You see how big a crossbow is. Yeah, they're quite small. The, getting, I mean the bolt. But get, well, the bolt. But getting the crossbow in the person. The, the bolt in the. But you know what I mean. This is like this. This this is not establishing a great back and forth for this podcast. If this is the first question. Well, if if you just accept that I'm right in everything, this would be a lot easier. I've got a question. Go on then. I've got a question. This comes in from um, from Sir Handy. He says, recommend me pen and paper slash RPG board game slash tabletop game that doesn't revolve around dices, isn't luck-based. I'm going to read you the first sentence of this guy's comment here. Please do. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to get in the right. I have always hated games that had dices in them, and the dice was the most fundamental part of the game, and what decided how many squares and to which square you have to move at to and land on. Games such as Monopoly, for example, people make it look like it's a great game, but the truth is, Monopoly is just a gambling game that uses fake money instead of real ones, and requires no skill at all. Luck is the only thing you need in this game. Luck is the only thing that decides the winner and losers. It's all about luck. It completely revolves around dices. Right. Right, hang on here. Mm-hmm. Hang on here. So, I'm going to get to dices in a minute. I mean, I don't, th- I, I don't think that English is this guy's first language. No, no but I, I, I particularly I mean, like how cute isn't. the word dices is. It's very cute, isn't it? I can imagine, like, imagine them with like little little hats and little shorts. You could buy them. Yeah, that'd be great. A little hutch. <laughs> kind of, kind of like Neko Atsume, but for dice. Yeah, yeah, it'd be lovely. Yeah. But I just want to call some issue here with the fact that. Monopoly is a luck game. People make it look like people make it look like it's a great game. I don't think anyone's doing that. There is a lot of strategy involved in Monopoly. Well, if you if if you play it rules as written, yeah. Yeah, and it is about destroying no your family. No one play Oh, I see you. Oh, you're talking about the meta game. I'm talking about both. I mean, like the game itself, like there's statistically more likely places that you can land. There's mm. better ways of of dealing with the with the issue that there's only so many hotels in the game, stop playing Monopoly wrong. I hate you all. Well, I mean, also like the the um, the auction rule fixes the game, but it means it's no longer fun to play with children. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you do that thing with free parking, oh, read the rule book. Why is that there? Who why makes is that, that so up? Common? That's well, a meme for you, eh? It drives me nuts. Um, but the meta game of Monopoly is uh-huh. to destroy everything you love in a family setting. Generally like, like around to try Christmas. and get your grandma to swear under her breath. Yeah, yeah, that's, and just to get at least two members not to talk for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And, and like they'll say goodbye and stuff, but they're not oh, calling yeah. each other. But but that's not luck based. That is effort no. and skill. Yeah, I mean, and quite commonly, what, like when you're playing the, I suppose, the greater game of Monopoly, um, a lot of people think that you have to win the the lesser game or board game of Monopoly to do that, and you oh, don't. No. You really don't. No, like, I mean a, a solid Kingmaker. tactic. A solid tactic is to yeah. go bankrupt within ten minutes and mm. then just make comments while yeah, everybody that's, else that's plays really the game. Smart, yeah, or like like play so that the the least capable player gets more gets more hotels and more victories. Yeah, or and this is this is the truly mean one. String mm-hmm. that game out. Oh yeah. What you do is you just you buy everything, but you put uh-huh. one house on it. Yeah. So it's just yours, yeah. And then you just just string it out like six hours. You can keep that going for, just yeah. nickel and diming their money away from them. It's such a bad game. Oh, it's it's the worst. I can see why this guy doesn't like it. I'm oh, actually yeah. well. He says that. 
yeah, yeah different for, he said that for a different reason. Yes. He also carries on. Um, he has a paragraph long sentence for his for his third sentence, which I'm not going to read out in its entirety. But he complains that his level five warrior was able to wreck a level thirty mage, um, because because the dice rolled well. Um, Even also, though I just beat a level thirty opponent with a level five character, I don't feel good or proud at all. After all, I didn't win fair and square with my own skills and tactics. I won thanks to that goddamn dice. The dice forced me to cheat. It was an unfair battle. This is this. That's that. The dice forced me to cheat is a very interesting point this guy's bringing up here because he's um the the dice are forcing him to do things. I I and I think that that is a larger problem that needs to be mm. dealt with. Yeah. Um, not by us. That is not an RPG question. That's 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 a that's a medical question. Yeah, yeah. And also, I'd, I'd like to call some issue with level five versus level thirty wizard. Mm. A level X wizard wins, whatever that level may be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he possibly got a series of crits. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously, he's lying. This is the, this is some. This is a vision that his dice gave him. Well, obviously, but I mean, like, why was the wizard standing next to the fighter? <laughs> the wizard had gone evil. Sorry. Yes. No. But with access to teleport spells, hundred percent. Right. Why did he not just, you know, kill his grandparents? Like there before he of, was born. There are a lot. I don't think you know what teleports do, but we'll move on from that. No, there I, is a lot of um, like. There's a lot of things that a level thirty wizard can do without having to pick up a dice. Also, which system is he using that goes to thirty? I'm guessing D and D four, but he's called it a level thirty mage, mm. which is why it sounds like he made this up. Maybe it might be the um, like warrior and mage. It might be the dragon age RPG. I don't know. Possibly, it might be. I've not played that one. Um... So I can't recommend any um, pen and paper slash RPG board game slash tabletop game that doesn't re- revolve around dices and isn't luck based. Um, because I can certainly think of diceless RPGs like Amber. Well, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it is a diceless RPG. The issue is it isn't strategy based; it's story based. I think what this boy wants is wrestling, like that like Grecian work. wrestling. Yeah, get slippery, Maybe. get a friend, get involved. Like long jumps. Tavern brawls. Hurdles. Just athletics Hurdles. in general. Yeah, just athletics. Just actual sports. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I that's, what... that's easy to do. I mean, there are plenty yeah. of clubs nearby that, that do that. I mean, a lot more than do RPG. Yeah. Like, just try a sport. Curling? Yeah. I've and always wanted to do curling. Like, that looks pl- rad. Pl- yeah? How would that not look rad? You're just you're looking very intently and mm. while sliding on ice. I do like the bit where like, they scrub up the ice in front of I'd... the... I Stone. do not want to be a scrubber. I'm not being a scrubber. I am being the person that chucks the kettle down, and the, down the rink or whatever it is. Yeah, I've done my research. I know what's going on. You could use a kettle. I think that function. It's pretty Fine. much the same design. Yeah, basically curling. Basically curling. I mean, um, are, there, are there curlers that can prove me wrong? I don't think so. I think so. this guy also needs to buy some new dice or throw away those dice. <laughs> it's possibly. Like maybe, um, maybe uh, Sahandi, examine your dice closely because they might have a little like moustache and monocle on them, and maybe a top hat. They might be evil dice. I mean, yeah, shake them vigorously for a little while. Mm-hmm. If they if they start howling, they're haunted. Yeah. That that's that's a spectral ghost situation you've got. That, that's a spectral dice. Yeah, and you should just you, you should just. I mean, this is not like dice superstitions level, no. but no. you should throw those dice away. Very they will so. possess you. In fact, well, mm, like maybe bury them, like at a crossroad, at a crossroads on the mm-hmm. full moon, 
bury yeah. them at a crossroads on the full moon. Um, make Salt. sure that you um, like. I'd walk around the Widdishans at least three times. Call it four. Be safe. Yeah, why not? Eh, you know, when in Rome, that, that and, extra um, Widdishans could make the difference. Yeah, and you should be safe. So yeah. thank you very much for writing in, Sahadan. Thank you, Sahadan. We appreciate it, Sahandi. Uh, Chris, do you have a question? I do. I do. This is another, <clears throat> this is another front page Reddit. Oh, okay. We should we should answer some real questions soon. We'll do we'll do one more after this one because this yeah, is okay. going to be fairly short. Okay, sure. Have you ever finished a campaign? Yes. Yes. Moving on. I think maybe he was after some discussion. They oh, were really? after some discussion. I don't, I don't see. I mean, the, the question is literally, have you ever finished a campaign? Mm, well, then yes, I have finished a campaign. Good. Good. Well done, everyone. Have you, finished, have you actually finished a campaign? I think I have. Because I definitely have. I yes. Three. What, first one I... Actually, on, no, you were, in, you were in the one mm, that finished of mine. First one I finished was second edition Dungeons & Dragons, The Sunless mm. Sea. Mm. That took years. Sunless Sea. Yeah, Sunless Sea, Sunless Citadel. It, it was it was a box set dealing with mind flayers, Abeleth, Fomorians. Right. Okay. It was all under dark, and it was essentially mm. one year of above ground, three year dungeon crawl. That sounds like a lot of fun. I was I was like ten years old. I didn't know much better. Mm. Okay. Let's have a look at some real questions for a let's bit. Go, let's go legit with these questions now. To our wonderful Google Form. <clears throat> Which is accessible at the link in the show notes. Obviously. Yeah, we have show notes, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. We- Hit me with a question, Chris. Let's go with... When it comes to role-playing, what is Gonzo? It's a term I hear a lot, but I can't get a straight answer on. I've literally never heard it in terms of role-playing. How about you? I, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure it is said in terms of role playing, but I, no, I've not heard it that way either. Mm. Um, the, the the kinds of Gonzo I'm aware of are Gonzo journalism, where you go and report uh, very closely on the things, like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, you're, where, where you're part of the story. Mm, the incredible tough pad piece that this beautiful journalist wrote a few years ago, <laughs> and is still milking. Still milk. That was me. Still, still milking. And um, the other one is Gonzo pornography. Where is generally there's no plot lines and it's cheaply produced, um, and people just um, you know have sex on camera with no characters or anything, which is just shocking. I mean, what a waste of good narrative. I know, right? So I've never heard it in terms of role playing, but I guess it would be punk. Yes, like punk role playing. Yeah, like punk role playing. Good Maybe. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think it's those. Almost over the top role playing games. Oh, like um, uh, Audacity and uh, Human Occupied Landfill, Ref- Refuge in Audacity. Actually, Human Occupied Landfill would be an excellent Gonzo game because it's unplayable. Yeah, it's, it's um, like the Principia Discordia with dice in it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> you got to watch those dices, man. Yeah, you got to keep keep an eye out for them. They get through the skirting board. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know uh, who sent in this question. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Doesn't show me. Uh, it should. Like, it has a list. Doesn't show me. Doesn't show you. Yeah, I've got a list of usernames and then a list of yeah. questions. Yeah, they're in the same order. Are they in the same order? Hang on, one, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. Nick. There you go, Nick. We don't know. What a what a um, really stupid way of laying that out, Google. 
Thanks. It is really bad. I will say, though, um, if you wanted to finish your answer, Human Occupied Landfill, that's Gonzo. Yep. It is, I have a question it is, for you. It is declared. I have a question. Um, ask me a question. I dare you. I am the GM of a city... Well, Andrew J. Young has written in and says, I'm the GM of a city-based game with three players. They're developing a cast of interesting NPCs, and I'm beginning to have difficulty keeping them distinct in roleplay. I can do voices, but I'm concerned that I'll run out of outrageous voices before we run out of recurring NPCs. What else can I do to make sure the NPCs are audibly distinct from each other? So, so first thing I want to look at there. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned I'll run out of voices before I run out of recurring NPCs. <clears throat> Go on. How many NPCs do you have in your games? Well, it's a city-based game, so... I mean, I like to keep it strictly maybe one and a half NPCs per game, otherwise it gets a bit confusing. Yeah, like, I, uh, my brain is not that big, in all honesty. Mm. I, can, mm. I can manage maybe five or six, like, mm. weekly NPCs. Voiced. Yeah, like, important mm. characters rather than just a blacksmith. I think, Andrew, the real answer to this is that you need to understand that Outrageous has no limits. No. One can always be more outrageous here. Yeah, you can't hit an upper limit. Um, And, like, it's... You can can simply make the same accent more outrageous. Uh, So he says, like, he can do voices. Yep. Is that, like, what, accents, or...? I guess. Um, I I can't recommend accents myself, because I'm a sensitive soul, and I don't want to offend anyone. Um, But in in real news, I can, like, past me... Totally recommend accents. Yeah, go with accents, and also, I mean, if you're English, mm-hmm. um, and 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 you want to be doing accents, I recommend the North. The North, because they are very tough up there and just don't uh, care. Mm. They will just mock mm. you for doing a bad Northern accent, but will not get <laughs> offended. I don't know, man. I wouldn't break out my Geordie in Newcastle. I, my Geordie is is bad. I th- I think you'd be all right. Why are you, man? Exactly. I th- I think they would just go. Oh, oh different you know. We're, go- we're, we're going down Griggs later on for pasties. <laughs> for pasties. Aye, pasties. Or bomb cakes. Whatever it is we have up here. <laughs> I, I I don't go north of London. I mean, it's just the wildlands, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's just wolves up there, man. I mean, I, I was I was born in Scotland, and like I was raised for a lot of my youth by wolves. I I've seen Game of Thrones. It's just that in tracksuits. That's a documentary, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. I assume. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, like, don't worry about making a voice more outrageous. Just keep pushing it. Keep pushing it until at least one of your players leaves from being upset. Yeah. And obviously, like, if you do somehow run out of voices, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Just go with body language. Start pushing them. Yeah. Or, like, just say, uh, like, twin brothers, twin sisters. That's good. That is good. Uh, like, like, change the first letter of the character's name to B. I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I can't wait. Clones. Oh man, that's right? clever. Hey, C- clones. Just everybody's a clone. Different jobs. You could just like you could you could like Nurse Joy it from Pokemon as well. Yeah. Is it the same Nurse Joy? She's Are just they multiple everywhere. Nurse Joys. What's the What's the deal with Nurse Joy? She's like droopy. It's creepy. Droopy can teleport. Yeah, I mean he is an elder god. Hmm. Is, is that a wig? Is that his hair? What's going on with Droopy? I, I, are you gonna Are you gonna question him? I mean, he can literally just appear above your bed while you're sleeping. But he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't court like that's, that's the, the thing about Droopy is he's a chaos agent. 
he doesn't cause any harm. He doesn't ever hurt anyone. He upsets people to the point where they freak each other, where they hurt themselves. Like they'll run down a hole or down a flight of stairs or something. I'll be like, uh, hello. And then they'll, 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 they'll shed their pants. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't show, but you got it, right? Well, at that point, yes. I mean, if, you, if, if you're looking at it within sort of D&D cosmology, I mean, like, mm-hmm. he's the embodiment of Tharazdun. He's just madness itself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I locked the dog outside... I opened my kitchen cabinet, and now he's in my kitchen cabinet. He he's broken the laws of space and time. I mean, that is that is some Slenderman stuff right there. I'm going to shit out my entire skeleton from fear. <laughs> yeah, and then it's going to do a little dance, scream, and then run away itself. <laughs> Which will at least remove one skeleton from, from from the situation. Why are we not playing Looney Tunes RPGs every day? That would be the most well, fun. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Take Scion. Yeah. But Looney Tunes. They actually started um, Daffy and Bugs in um, in D and D Second Ed. They did, didn't they? Yeah, like uh, so, so, like, so, like neither of them can take damage, or like neither of them lose hit points, but they can take damage. Yeah, Bugs can't. Daffy can, but like generally, he just puts his beak the right way around in his face and carries on. Bugs can, if it's self inflicted. Yeah, for sure. He occasionally blows himself up, hmm. but that's it. He's I got, like, teleport. Yeah, I, but I want that. I want to create the, the piano off between Bugs and Daffy. Mm. Mm. It m- think, maybe Wushu I, for that, but... I think there's an interesting idea to be had there by, like, by taking the ideas behind Scion and being like, actually, I'm a child of Bugs Bunny. Don't ask. That's happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like, there's bugs and there's ladybugs, so that's that's perfectly just like Lola. Oh, ladybugs. Oh, I see. Not not Lola Bunny. No, no, no. I mean ladybugs. Bugs. So it's... it's oh, do you mean when Bugs dresses up as uh, a woman or, like, the yeah. ladybird animal? No, no, no. When Bugs Bunny dresses up as a lady. That's fantastic. Because that's, that's got him down as this creator god. A bit like, so, like, um, like the Egyptian creation, uh, the Egyptian creator god, willed everything into being and then, like, willed, willed a mate for himself, which, for, like, from there, from then they birthed the gods. And I, quite, I like the fact that Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman mate and have children. Yeah, and that it's is so how the powerful. cosmos is formed. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think I'd play going a to Kickstarter twenty eighteen. Now we can't get the rights for that, but I, I, I'm, I don't know whether I, whether I could run out a campaign for it because you'd have to distance yourself quite far. But I like the idea of being able to channel the god of you know the god of. Um, not chaos, I suppose. Comeuppance. What is Bugs's justice? Just yes, yeah, justice, isn't it? Like where the the wily coyote would be comeuppance. No, that's what well, hubris. Yeah, specifically, hubris, but okay. the god of hubris. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, wait, is, is Daffy the the, the the god of anger? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was very exasperated. But there's also Sylvester in that slot. Yeah, suffering fuckatash. Do you mean, know what fuckatash is? It's a type of drink, isn't it? That's um, sarsaparilla. Yeah, sarsaparilla. Succotash, I believe, is a kind of bean salad. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, you, I you lo- start off not knowing your ancestry. Yeah. And slowly build up. Oh, it develops. Right. And like, and so, and like, and like, you've got a droopy dog. I think who's who's, who's Hanna Barbera, right? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, as 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 a rival pantheon, like he's the chaos agent of that of that of that of that enemy. Imagine that you've got. In the same party, the scion of Wild E. Coyote, genius, <laughs> yeah. certified genius, smartest character in the Looney Tunes universe. Yeah, and the scion of Roadrunner. Same party, oh, that's interesting. same that's, party. That's a lot of fun. But they're not yeah. immediately at, at odds. 
What's 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 Red Runner's pantheon? Victory. Yeah, I guess I guess you kind of you kind of doing a Nikkei Mercury thing. I, don't, I mean, kind of. It's not Victory because he's not really in conflict with the Road Runner with 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 Wiley at any point. Well, he is because if if you watch it very carefully, what he's looking at is proving Wiley Coyote wrong. Like he is he he intentionally goes back and trips the traps. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, there's not an innocence. There. No. 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 It's like not, he, it's not like he's the fool. He's not moving through this unharmed. Like he eats he, the the seed around the magnetic balls that mm-hmm. he would have swallowed and gotten caught by the magnet. He eats the yeah. seed specifically, knowing what's going on. Yeah. He's doing it just to screw with Wally Cote. Is he? Is he like an Odin character? Could be. Or like a Zinch character? Like he's all seeing and all knowing. Yeah. I go. I go more Zinch than than Odin. I mean, he's he's no all father. Yeah, yeah, like Zinch, or like a, I suppose like 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 a, I like the idea of, of, of momentum and, and understanding and power. Well, I think we're getting quite off track here, but this I is think a great we've answered idea. a better question. In all honesty, you've answered a much better question. What was the original question? NPCs. Yes, NPCs and voices. In in yeah. essentially, watch Looney Tunes, copy yeah. the voices. There's all your NPCs done. Not not all the voices from the earlier episodes. No, do be super no. careful. Yeah, like I like appreciate product of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, fine. Like we can enjoy something and it can still be problematic. That's how that's how women enjoy all media. But <laughs> but um, you know, you need to you need to, need to bear that in mind. Yeah, I some that, problems that, earlier on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of that was was immediately post war. Super so, racist. You know, different different time. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's okay. Just just you know, watch the opera episodes of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's got a lot of different voices yeah. in it. Same character. Yeah, it teaches you a lot about. Opera, yeah, Barbara I mean, Seville. Quite, it's, was, was it uh, Mel Blanc who did the voices? Yeah, quite tricky to be as good as Mel Blanc, but there's certainly a lot, a lot to learn. But you know, goals. Yeah, definitely. Keep an aim in mind, people. Um, clones. That was it. Yeah, clones. Clones. That um, was and always, and I think like the biggest lesson you can take is ladybugs. Yep. Like, why not just gender swap your character and have them seduce uh, themselves? Uh, it's themselves, <laughs> and then fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that masturbation? No, no, no. It's not because it's a separate entity, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not, there's, there's it's, also well, it's, it's, it's not a separate entity because it's ladybugs. Yeah. It's just him in a dress, but, but there's, also there's, he's here. There's the potential for conception. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Well, so it would be like a sexual reproduction. Yeah. Like but those, you know, um, you, 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 you know, Bugs is into that. That is, that is, that is what he's about. I think if Bugs Bunny is going to have sex with anyone, it's going to be himself. Obviously, I mean, there's nobody or, else as good. Or Lola Bunny, because that is a good-looking bunny. Yep, that, and 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 turns out there's a real version of her. Oh, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, actual Lola yeah, Bunny. Pretty much like like if if they were to do the, sorry, when Hollywood gets its act together and makes a live action version of Space Jam. Yep. With Michael Jordan as a cartoon. <laughs> that would work, although Michael Jordan has, has aged very little. That's true. Like Shaquille O'Neal, actually. The, the Shack Attack is worth watching because it's. It, it, have you ever seen the Shack Attack? No. What is this? So this is this is Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. co- his little like YouTube skit commentary wow. on the week's basketball. Oh, I didn't realize. And it's worth watching because essentially mm-hmm. it's just him laughing at professional basketballers falling over. That's great because like. Like he's one of the few people that's allowed to. Exactly, but also he's yeah. Shaq, so he's twenty foot tall and yelling, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just laughing his ass off. It's fantastic. It is worth a okay. watch. I do. I try and keep up with it whenever I remember. Great. Why don't you ask me a question from Reddit, Chris? 
from Reddit. I shall go back to yeah, Reddit. Let's go, let's go back to Reddit. I'm not going to do... Oh, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at the rest of this. I'm just using the title. That's the best way to do it. Solo games? Don't. Don't play solo, guys. Listen. This is a public service announcement, but don't play role-playing games on your own. Like, there's computer games for that, and that's okay. Or, like, you could read a book. Or watch a film. you could write... Watch a film. You could write a book. You could write you could an even... RPG. I mean, don't. We've you clearly got that covered. But it seems weird to combine reading a book, writing a book, and masturbating into one terrible practice. So there's only one solo game that I think is legitimate. What's that? And that was Steve Jackson Games, Turn the Page Adventures. Oh, well, like Choose Your Own Adventure? Yeah. Like yeah. That, that had a Fighting character fantasy. sheet, that had Fighting dice fantasy. rolls. Have you... Quick question, Chris. I know you say they're okay. Have you played one recently? I have not played one recently. I have a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Okay. Because I have. Um, They're really... I think after spending the last decade role-playing, um, to be in a role-playing type situation, but then to only have two choices presented to me, um, irritates me. And also the fact that, ah, the ogre eats you because you didn't get the ogre-proof trousers in the first level. Oh, I didn't know I needed the ogre-proof trousers. I got the lightning-proof shorts. Sorry? I took the sword. Yeah, which ogres love to eat. Turns out. Yeah, and so there's kind of a, honestly, there's an interesting parallel to be brought in here with Dark Souls. Okay. Well, Dark Souls is a, is, a, is an incredibly notoriously unfair world which you must master to progress through, right? Okay. Just like fighting fantasy. I'd, I'd argue yeah. that there is a certain fairness to Dark Souls. It's, it's it's not designed to be played through the first time. No. Like like you're you're supposed to learn the rhythm and like where monsters are and where and like ha- and like how long you've got until the next bonfire, um, and where to stand and how to do the thing so you can get through. And like there's a lot of mastery and you know getting good. I believe is the phrase the internet uses. Yeah, three letters for each word. Mm. Whereas on the in like in fighting fantasy, every time you roll up a new character, it's like there's a meta game in that you know you need the ogre proof trousers in this situation. Your character doesn't know. But you do, and so much like in Dark Souls, you'd be like, "Oh, actually, I'm like, I need to get the, um, I need to get the shield to make sure I can block these guys who are up ahead." And my character knows that because my character gets reincarnated every time they die, mm-hmm. or they get reborn at a bonfire. So, fighting fantasy has that sort of metagame element where you're mastering the the games, even though your character is dying, which makes you a cruel possessing spirit. Yeah, I mean, also like for the fighting fantasy books are the only paperback novel in existence with safe scumming. Yeah. Keeping your finger in the old page and going, oh, I would have died if I picked that one. <laughs> Fuck you. That's not how you play those. The first role-playing game I ever ran used the fighting fantasy rules. Good. They wrote, yeah, well, like, they wrote a, um, a role-playing system attached to it and put it out in, like, this thick paperback. Two C's it thick? Was, it was, sorry? Two C's thick? <laughs> yeah, shorty got, shorty got Because I'm, I'm going to read that now. No, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it was sexually attractive, okay. but it was, it was a big book. It had a dragon on the front. You, I mean, you into that? No, I mean, dragons are red. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Um, so, yeah, um, it wasn't good, though. Oh. It was, it was, crucially, it was a bad game. That is a hurdle. But, I mean, it was the late 90s, you know. You didn't have good games in the late Different 90s. times. Different times. Until we, until we turned up instead of running good ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can get you a question. Ah, here we are. Here's a question. 
If you could pick, if you could pick three similar works of fiction and make an RPG setting out of them, what would be the best to play? And this comes from Stitch the Alchemist. Now, I can't think of three similar works of fiction. So, I super can, but it's a <laughs> okay. bit of a cop-out. What you got? It is any three Harry Potter books. That's not... Those are two... Those are two similar. I realise this, but also... Uh-huh. Where's my good Harry Potter game? I want it. It was um, it was released as Gears of Hogwarts. <laughs> that, was, that explains all those uh, knee high bookshelves all over. It was. It was I, I, I reviewed it for FHM. It was um, Harry Potter and the um, Deathly Hallows Part Two, which they released, and it was a cover based shooter. And at one point, you played Julie Walters and shot laser beams at Helena Bonham Carter. Which I've like, been reading I, my dreams. I didn't think I'd get the chance to play Julie Walters wearing a big jumper in, no. my, in my cover base shooter, and I'm super glad I got the chance. However, it was not good. No, um, th- There's a reason why cover base shooters only allow you to carry two guns, generally. Um, and also the fact that there was no ammunition, so you had six weapons, all of which operated on cooldowns, and it was like a rocket launcher and a machine gun and a pistol and a sniper rifle, but they just called them spell names. Excellent. It was super poor. I reviewed it for FHM, and I said, "If you, uh, it's like two out of ten. If you see a child carrying the carrying a copy of this game, beat them about the face and neck until they have learned. Slap it they, out of their hands. And they published that. Well done, well done, for like, Yeah, um, I, I, I've got a I've got a, a similar suggestion. Mm-hmm. I, I say similar, completely different, completely different from what you said. Oh, I see. Um, I think we should both write down, like you write down two works of fiction. I write down a third, and then we can pick, well, then we combine those into the best setting to play. Okay. Okay. Um, I, 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 I gave you two two works of fiction because um, I don't know that many books. No, I'm currently looking at my bookshelves, um, mm. and just to, this is going to be interesting. There's not a lot of books out at the moment; they're in boxes. Oh. But like, but you remember books you've read, right? Well, not now. Obviously, now somebody's asked me a question about them. Just try and try. okay. What, 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 what? You pick one. You pick one book. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Hang on. So I'll write down mine. I got some new got some new both uh, some new note cards today. Oh really? So them out. Yeah. A seven blank cards. They're gorgeous. Bit a bit floppy, but I'll take it. Oh, I, I, I like a dense card stock myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You done? Yeah, well, I mean, I've only got to pick one book, apparently. Okay, so I, I wanted to write mine down so I couldn't change them after you said your book. Okay, well, I'm just looking at the only book I can see right now. What's your book? It is Declare by Tim Powers. Okay. What's Declare about? Um, Actually, wait, wait a sec, tell you what, I'll read out mine. Okay. Because I've got House of Leaves and the Big Sleep. Ooh. Declare by Tim Powers. Is that the one about ancient Egyptian wizards? That's Anubis Gates. Okay, what's Declare? Uh, it is code-breaking occultism. I mean, it's a Tim right. Powers book, so it's all over the place. But yeah. it's essentially, it's essentially in the a best possible way. Yeah, it's a supernatural spy book. Okay. And it's it's rad. Oh, so so the setting is like you play private detectives, like noir private detectives, sent into the old. Um, what was the name of the report from House of Leaves? Uh, the Navitan. Yeah, set into the old Navison place, down on 43 and 10th. 
and you go down there and you like you play you play a gang of Philip Marlowe style detectives. Um, and it turns out that there was a uh, like a load of feds disappeared there in the house after investigating it. And it was a communist plot. Yeah, why not? That sounds good. <laughs> I mean, but like I figure that's like like the end of Act Two. Yeah, I mean we don't just lead with that. Um, but you'd have a. I mean, I think part of the problem with putting in the big sleep and like noir is it's a very social. Um, it involves talking to people a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's well, if you don't know where to go, you walk out, you walk around until somebody pulls yeah. a gun on you. Yeah, whereas that's trickier in House of Leaves, <laughs> where there is nothing but darkness. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we put some people in House of Leaves. Just pop it in, yeah. I think that worked too well. I was expecting something funnier. Yeah, that was just something I might play. Oh, well, can, can you can you try again with two books? And I'll write down one book then. All right, hang on. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. I'm looking at my books. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, this is gonna this is <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting one. Okay. Do you want the, my two books first or your one book first? Uh, let's go with your two books first because I've actually written mine down. Okay, the, the, the two books closest to declare, just okay. just to work on a system, uh, mm-hmm. the Illuminatus trilogy and the King in Yellow. Those are already pretty close to each other. Yeah. I've gone for the very hungry caterpillar. I think that I, that that is stuff of nightmares. Well, the very hungry caterpillar is already a. Um, Basically, a Satanist text. Yeah, I mean, it's just diehard vor for children. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay, people. I, That's I not say okay. It was vor. Like you don't go inside the. Oh, did you not read chapter two? What book two? Yeah, get, you get a UV lamp out and see the the hidden oh, text wow. in the pages, and, and like and, and you, like so, like they go inside, and the very hungry caterpillar just goes on and on and on. Hmm. Or do you, you, you read, read it backwards, like uh, playing a vinyl backwards. Ah, right, and then and you read the Neverson report. <laughs> House of Leaves and the Very Hungry Caterpillar. That's that a combination. That's interesting. That's kind of like a living dungeon, isn't it? Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean that's that's the Stone Thief all over. If you got your your thirteenth age going. Well, so so how about like, so so we go we go for the Very Hungry Caterpillar and House mm-hmm. of Leaves, but we combine it we combine it with kind of a Junji Ito, um, like horror manga thing, where people like like like. People and places and holes start missing, start, start start being carved out of things, and it's kind of an interdimensional, very hungry caterpillar which is eating things, and it like and it's it's getting towards the bottom of the world tree. We're going Norse now. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I was trying to think of some sort of you know time for the uh, for the campaign. It doesn't have to be like it could be Eldritch Horror. We don't know what it's doing. Yeah, there's just giant holes are, are missing out of things, and then like and you wake up inside the very very hungry caterpillar. Who is kind of like he's he's he eats the light around himself so he can't be seen. And I mean, you, you you if you want time period, you just time it to the release of the book, the original release of the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, when was that? I don't know, but think of it like the re- the first release of the King in Yellow play. Oh, that's interesting. The Very Hungry Caterpillar, third of June, nineteen sixty nine. The right. day the, the the day the sixties died by give or take six months. Yeah, and how many copies did it sell? Yeah, quite a few. Like, that is an impressive mimetic virus. Man, that's interesting. That's been introduced into the populace there. Like, if you talk to somebody, like, everybody listening to this knows the Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. Everybody. They think it's the King in Yellow, the the actual King in Yellow play. Mm, Imagine imagine Had that kind of coverage. The King in Yellow had that... Reach. That market penetration. Yeah, that PR. Yeah. All right, that's, that's 
too horrifying to contemplate. Uh, so actually, it does say. But I'm just looking at the plot here. Um, he has a sensible. He returns to a sensible diet, uh, and then cocoons and becomes a butterfly. Yep. Yeah, when so he's consumed think, enough I don't, souls. I don't like that moral lesson. What? Keep eating, you'll get prettier. Well, it's, it's not keep eating. So, so, like, he has an enormous feast on Saturday, gets ill, and then he recovers from a stomach ache, eats a large, eats through a large green leaf, and then goes into a cocoon and becomes a beautiful butterfly. And it's like, is that is there a moral lesson here? Like, don't overeat, or should it be take everything you can, children? Yeah, because if you don't the, take it, it will be taken from you. The world is burning, and you must dance. I think it's little column A, little column B. To be honest with you, yeah. I just I much prefer the other one where he has a massive feast, lies down, goes into a cocoon, and comes out as a gorgeous butterfly. Yeah, like a like a really handsome butterfly. Who do you think would play the butterfly? I'm not sure. Who's who's very in right now? Oh no, no, don't 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 go for the popular vote. Also, like man, Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah, well I mean Tilda Swinton just for every role. Yeah, obviously forever. So, Til- so Tilda Swinton plays. The- Plays the butterfly, and I figure we just use an actual caterpillar. Yeah. Well, just, just who, stick it on the leaf. Who, who voices it? Well, I mean, every, everybody's waiting for Tilda Swinton ever, anyway. Let's just let's just give her what they want. Like, you know, no, the no, immortal they, idol on herself. We can't give them what they want all the time. We have to. We have to tease them. What about Ryan Gosling? What if he did the voice? I mean, that could I work. He is bland. That's true. You know what? I want someone hungry. Like he's a pretty. Someone. He's a pretty face, but he's. I've got it. I've got it. Donald Glover. Good choice. Very Donald good choice. Glover. You know, like like he's got like he's got that fire. I've listened to Childish Gambino. He's yep. Alter Ego. He's Spider-Man got, he's got a lot himself. of passion with him. Yeah. Let's let's go for it. Let's so we've got Childish Gambino um evolving into Tilda Swinton. Yep. I mean that That's is the brilliant. logical progression. What was the point of this podcast? Uh RPG questions and Tilda Swinton reverence. I see. Okay, I think it's your turn to ask me a question. All Should right. we go back to the real ones? Let's go back to the real ones. <coughs> uh, let me see here. We have a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Bill. That's Bill. Hey, Bill. Bill. This is this is from Billy Cohen. Help me come to terms with the hell that is rule systems in RPGs. Um, he's he's written a, an additional response to this, which is emotive. So was, uh, the optional question was, what's the thing you most dislike about RPGs? We want to help you with that. And he says, rules. God, I hate rules. I'm making him American. He's Australian, but I'll make him American. God, I hate rules. As soon as I begin to see dice tables and modifiers, my eyes glaze over. I'm going to stop making him American because I can't handle the accent. That's fair. I am actually a bad player because my brain refuses to remember rule systems. So every single time a dice roll is required, misspelt roll, that's a bit, that's not very, I mean, you're a teacher. Well done, Bill. Bill. Well, like, you're, you're educating Australia's youths, and you don't know the anyway. Every time a dice roll is required, I have to ask the GM of how many slash of what slash plus how much slash from where. I love playing RPGs, but dear lord, rules are literally the blurst. Quick question: What's a blurst? Uh, it's a it's a Simpsons reference. Is it? It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Right with you, carry on. Yeah. Um, so rules are going to be everywhere. Rules are going to happen. Because we're nerds, and we need rules to deal with those social situations. We need to feel safe. So we write arcane systems for representing every single possibility so we can optimise without having to talk to another human being. It just makes everything easier. 
it's just so much easier because you talk to another human being and then oh my god it all falls apart yeah i mean we we took that one step further by actually writing the systems yeah yeah for sure um rules are a problem billy and thanks for writing in billy it's good to have good to have you on the show i would recommend <clears throat> that you play in games with very simple rules like fiasco for example and I think that, you know, like there are people with brains who can make rules happen. There are people with, with brains who care for rules. I actually don't care for rules. I like writing them. Um, but actually playing in games with rules, I really forget my rules very often. I love rules. Like, yeah. Chris I love them. them. Yeah. G- give me a copy of Hackmaster. <laughs> you, just, I, I, you've got a copy, right? Yeah. I just I just love tables. I love them. Hackmaster is, um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it was a satire of D&D, which got out of hand pretty much, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, it's just all tables all the time. Um, I think that crucially, Billy, role playing games should be fun. You should do fun things with your with with, with your spare fun time, um, given you know how little free time you have as a, as a grown up. And um, don't do things that aren't fun. No, that's simple. And I mean, there are plenty of games that are essentially narrative building systems. I mean, shit. I write one page RPGs. Yeah, like you like. Uh, the Witcher's Dead has almost no rules in it, and or it's free. Specifically, I mean, looking at your games, there's one last job. Yeah. Which, at the heart of it, is you tell other people what to do. Wushu. Wushu. Yeah, you go Wushu. Play Wushu, Billy. You Say something some rad. Roll some dice. You're done. Yeah. Wushu is a game I will recommend to everyone. Forever. Um, uh, it will. It is, it is the cocaine of role-playing games. Um, it is it is candy. It is it is short burn, um, atrocious, beautiful nonsense. It will ruin every other role playing game you play for a little while, because every other role playing game is an exercise in delayed satisfaction. Yep. In that you look at your class and you see the cool things your class can do, and then the game's like, no, 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 baby, you don't get to do that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Wushu is pure that's, sugar rush. That's for me later on. And Wushu's like, oh, do you want to do the thing? Yeah, it, that that thing, that thing's lame. Do three cooler things immediately. I see you've started I, playing Wushu. It's been three minutes and you haven't destroyed the world. Yeah, what's like? What's your deal? You boring? You, you can you're boring. Like you're boring. Oh God, I'm Wushu with boring players. Do you remember that guy? I do remember that guy. So okay, essentially, the concept <laughs> of Wushu for those that haven't interacted with Wushu is that it works on the narrative you do and the descriptions that you do give you more dice to roll. So the better your narrative, the better you say, the better your dice rolls. Oh, so it's like it's like it's like the more things you say. It's not judged. It's just each like um, detail you say. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you shoot someone, that's one dice. If you backflip off of a fire escape, break through the sunroof of their car, and stab them in the neck on the way down, that's four that's dice. Three dice. Four. Yeah, three or four. Um, but like similarly, I can also get four dice from saying, "Okay, I'm going to run uh, behind cover, hide, cry a little bit, call the police, and furiously reload my pistol." And that's that makes that makes me as powerful as the action that Chris just described. Yep. Uh, the dice are simply a way of pacing the narrative, and they don't get in the way, so there's no wrong actions to make. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I played a character one time <laughs> whose main role was getting shot. Oh, Leonard. Yeah, like too insane. Too insane for. Too insane for pain five. That was your main yeah. start, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So literally, he he just he just got shot a lot. That was his mm. thing. Um. So that's a legitimate thing to play as. 
Actually, feature, uh, mentioning the very hungry caterpillar, we had a game of um, of Rushu where you played a book demon, and I think you actually ate the end boss by summoning the very hungry caterpillar. I did, yes. You did. God, that was such a good game. It was. But this, is, oh, this isn't good. recounting our 12th level paladin. No, sorry, yeah, you're right. Sorry, my, my, my sincere apologies. I, I used is, one like, as an indicator. Like, yeah. as the, you can you can play a character who's negative, essentially, yeah. to, to the sorry. standard thing. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have said that. That was me talking about my character, and that's boring. 12th level paladins. 12th level paladins. Point is, Wushu is very creative and very fun. So yep. definitely do that. And if you want right. to rules wang it up, you can. There's extra packs. But they've got, like, one rule in them and a lot of cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, but like, I think also the, the other thing, the other thing which, which will help you out with this is that if if something's rules light, it's much easier to convince people to play, which means you have to spend less time writing a campaign, which means you have to worry about it less. Yeah, and I mean you can fit your character sheet on one Rizzler. Yeah, that is literally a thing that's happened. Which came in handy for a while when we were in <laughs> university. It did. Right, I think we should have one more question each. Uh, you you asked me that question, didn't you? I did. This is so, so you, you uh, can ask the final question. Okay. Well, we can have one more question each. Okay. Fine. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm going to go back to to, to RPG. Righto. Uh, because I feel that we can be a bit ruder about those questions, and that's wow. that's fun. They're people. Well, yeah, they are. They are people. Um. First time GM running a cock intro scenario. Atmosphere tips? Oh, sorry, that's Call of Cthulhu. Oh. First time GM running a Call of Cthulhu intro, intro scenario. I Atmosphere tips? Um, I think actually, like, if, you, if, if it's the first time you're running a cock intro scenario, then, like, atmosphere tip, like, atmosphere is one thing, but honestly, frank discussion with the person you're introducing the cock into is the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, just. just- Take Be us, honest with each other. Take it like everybody's like, new here. It's fine. Like everyone's new. Like they should respect that. And if they don't respect that, you don't want to introduce your cock to them. No. Okay. Like this. This should be a really exciting thing for you. And that atmosphere. Make sure you're comfortable. Make sure you're warm. But if you're both, if you're both, both excited and you know you're both consenting and really up for it, then yeah, like don't worry about where and when. Just 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 let it flow. Yeah, and you you don't want to run the risk of startling it because then it just won't lay any eggs. Um. What? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. I don't think that cocks do lay eggs. No, they're male, aren't they? Yeah. You're, Just the standard, the standard hen that lays the eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I suppose That's my bad. in to to answer that situation, um, you probably want to keep the the hen house um dry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, you want to have it. Um, you don't have to heat it or anything, but you want you want, you want to provide um, a, a, sol- a, sol- a solid roof, maybe tarred to keep out to keep out rain. And also, a bit of Barry White, a bit of Barry White, a bit of Barry White never um, goes wrong. On yeah. on quiet though, otherwise it will just completely ruin the mood. Mm. Also, make sure that the hens have, have, have plentiful have, have plentiful um, room to, to to roost and nest. Because if you put the hens too close to each other, they will actually soil each other's eggs. They're like they'll 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 shit on they're, each other's they're eggs. Nasty. And then you they're know, not very nice. Just maybe some nice pornography to get them in the mood. Mm. Okay, uh, Chris, do you have a final question? Uh, are there any games that have asteroid mining rules? Just really quickly, should we explain? the reasoning behind that last question we answered because it might not work in vocal because this guy said I'm running a COC intro scenario it, it was a Call of Cthulhu joke 
Yeah, I just want to make sure we get that across. It's, jokes are always yeah. best, I find, when you explain <laughs> them to the audience. All right, I'll cut this bit out. <laughs> no, 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 keep it all in. Including that bit where you say, all right, I'll cut this bit out. Fuck you. But not this bit. <laughs> well, this bit's going in. <laughs> but not the previous bit. What was your what was your what was your fucking question? Oh, I had it then. Uh, are there any games that have asteroid mining rules? Oh. Why do you want that? Oh, what a boring question. Why do you want that? Who asked that question? Who was it? Uh, Dice Geeks. Dice Geeks. They sound like a rival podcast to ours. They do. I'm looking at their profile now. Dice Geeks. I like the rules for Asteroid. Oh my god, that's so boring. I'm sure there's a couple of games. I mean, they rules they, they do get they do get several answers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, mainly that's the hobby we're traveler. In. Yeah, uh, High like, Guard has an entire chapter devoted to belt mining. What's High? Oh, you know, don't answer what High Guard is. No, I just know which 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 rules I don't want to read anymore. Mm. Mm. I mean, you know what? Some people are into that. Some people are into having games where they know precisely how much ore they extract. Good, yeah, good. Good or they laser out of a asteroid. I mean, th- this does raise something something fairly important. To be fair about RPGs, yeah. do what's fun, and it's yeah. okay to do what's fun if asteroid mining is your yeah. thing. Yeah, go ham. But also, yeah. if you're in a game and your mm-hmm. GM goes, "I'm just getting out of the asteroid mining rules," you are perfectly at liberty to leave. Yeah. You can like, just say, like, good day, let's not talk. If your GM has any problems with that, like, get in touch with the podcast, I'll I'll call them and explain. Yep. Yep, he will um, do that. Yeah. Um, in fact, you, like, even if you don't want me to do that, I will do that, because you shouldn't. so boring. <laughs> yeah. So boring. Imagine being in that game. Oh, I realise again that this is personal preference, etc. But that just sounds like the worst to me. Ima- imagine, imagine being in a game where like you're about to mine an asteroid, and the GM's like, "Hang on, boys, I'm gonna have to post to Reddit for this." Yeah, no, I like I will blow up an asteroid. Mm. I will fly through an asteroid. <laughs> I will I will dodge giant space worms in asteroids. Mm. I if we're mining an asteroid, what I want is binary. I want it. Yes, you've mined it. Or like, well, that's the thing. Yes, you've mined it. Here's what went wrong. Yeah. No, you haven't mined it. Here's why. Yeah. I, I don't I, want specific rules. I also don't want a chapter. I do oh, not God. want a chapter. There's probably a whole chapter. There's, there's probably like D1000 tables for, oh, the, for yeah. the precise or. I do like a good D1000 table. <laughs> <laughs> Get me my fetch me my D33. Right. That's hang on, what? What? D thirty three. Yep. That's the have you got that? Have you got one of those? I got I got a couple of D sixes. <laughs> I've not made a money out it. I don't think you can use a couple of D six to, to simulate a D thirty three. Yeah, you can, one's tens, one's units. Well that would get a D sixty six, but crucially it would miss out a lot of the numbers in between one and sixty six. I mean sort of eleven and sixty six. No. So a D6 also doubles as a D3, 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one's 10s, second one's units. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And it's fine. 
You just don't. Do put, you don't put anything at the very low end of the scale. Right? How do I roll a nine? Why would you even put something in the table at a nine if you're using I... two d sixes to make that? How do I roll a twenty-seven? Two and a three. Squared. That's a twenty-three. And then you plus four, <laughs> I think. Don't square it. You've made it worse. <laughs> Look, I don't do maths. Palpably. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we wrote an RPG on cards. Oh, Jesus. Well, there's no maths in any of our games. That is true. Christ. Check right, boxes. I think... I think... I think that's good. Unless you have any any, any last any last great questions you want to sneak in? Honestly, the radar? these people have endured this for don't, a very long time, no, and I'd like, like to reward like, them Yeah. Um, by not doing another question and saving they, it for they, next time. Listen, I'm sure, I'm sure they're enjoying themselves. They, they would have turned off long ago if they're not enjoying it. That is fair. They they wouldn't or, even hear my platitudes. Or there are mums. I really hope my mother doesn't listen to this. Mike, there's no way either of our parents, any of our parents, are going to listen to this shit. No, that's true. They don't take any interest. My parents in us. got four pages into my book designed for children and said it was too complicated. Oh, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke's never going to stop being funny for me. Yeah, well, uh, th- thank you very much for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Yes, um, thank you. If you have any questions, please um, post them to the Google form, which we've linked um, uh, below, or alternatively, post them to Reddit forward uh, forward slash r forward slash RPG, which um, is essentially just us now. Just send yeah, it straight to us. We've taken it over. Yep. That's Fuck you, mods own. of Reddit RPG. What are they called? Illuminated Wax. I think actually, Illuminated Wax has taken down one of my Kickstarter posts. So yeah, legitimately, hell with you, Illuminated Wax. <laughs> this is our house now. Jackaroo, Leaky Cauldron, Have a Muffin. Have, that's a good name. That have a, a Muffin. Really good name. I like that for Gnu Geist. Gnu Geist. New Geist. It's the silent G. No, it's, it's pronounced like Gnu. Oh, like Ganache. No, like like Gnu. Yeah, like that, like that stuff you spread. Ganache. Like, well, like Ganache has an A. Yeah. Yeah, like a Gnu is a big beast. A canoe? That's a boat. No, a canoe. Oh, like Ganesh. Yeah. Right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Save this. Me. Oh, this has been Hearty Dice, friends. I'm Grant Howitt. I'm Chris Taylor, and Thank I need you very saving much. I will from see... me. Sorry. And I need saving from me. Okay, I will see you all this time next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>